started. starting. Hello everybody. <clears throat> so I have thought for a while that it would be fun instead of doing a blog to start doing a combination between blog and vlog. So I thought an interesting combination of making a video and combining the transcript so people can read it or watch my stuff depending on however they prefer to see everything. So this is try one, see how it goes. So a little update on to kind of what's been going on in my life. As some of you remember, I had just finished up my schoolwork, but I had not gotten all of my grades in. So that has now happened. I now have all grades in. I now know that I have officially graduated college after eight years uh, so that's relieving at the moment I did not get a job that I wanted so I will be being a teacher assistant again the school year which is a little disappointing but a job to job and it's in the field I want to work so I should be happy there um, <clears throat> but now that school is done as I think I have mentioned I would like to start turning this blog to something more specific than just kind of the generalizations that I have done so far. With that said, the thing I would like to specifically gear this blog slash vlog, whatever you want to call it, towards is the description of the book I am writing. Um, I'm not writing a simple uh, novel though novels aren't simple in themselves, but this is a more specific religious slash historical uh, pointed book. There is a point to why I'm writing this. Um, the book I'm writing, which I cannot remember if I've mentioned before or not, or the name of it and everything, is called Narrow at the moment. The title may change. It's changed a few times so far. Um, but I picked narrow because as a Christian, I believe that the path that we travel for when it comes to salvation uh, is narrow. I do not believe that scripture teaches that we can follow a wide path to God. There is a very narrow, specific path that only those who have chosen him and who he has chosen follow. As the songs go, there is a highway to hell, but a stairway to heaven. Uh, the fact that those are secular bands that understand that concept is very fascinating, but that's for a different time. Um, <clears throat> so the first thing I want to start digging into is the kind of introduction of my book, the uh, kind of pathway of how I got to where I even wanted to write a book. I've always enjoyed writing, which is why I started making a blog. Now why I'm making a blog because um, I've always enjoyed and I've always been told I've been a good writer. Uh, minus one paper this semester. I got all A's on my huge papers. I wrote, as I said, about 30 something pages. Excuse me. And I got 
about, I think the lowest grade I got was, I don't remember exactly what, but they were all A's, minus one paper. And that teacher was an interesting individual. Um, but, um, anyway, so back to what I was saying before I went on that little tangent. Um, I decided to write a book because I have a belief that you can only talk about something that you dislike long enough before you have to make a choice to either stop talking about it and just kind of say that's the way things are, that's the way I can't do anything about it, so I'm going to be quiet, or you have to do something about it. I believe those are two options. You can continue whining about something and not do anything about it, but people will start getting really annoyed at you. So, after complaining about the trajectory of certain areas in our culture and certain areas more specifically in the church, culture will always do its thing, but the church is what I'm more concerned about. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I got to that fork. Either I could stop complaining about the direction the direction our church is going, or I could try and do something, try and be impactful in a positive way. Um, I don't want to be a negative influence and just gripe and complain and you know, not actually put anything positive out there when it comes to uh, school, or not school, but uh, the church, sorry. School's been on my mind still. Um, so, obviously, one of the biggest ways outside of making YouTube channels and talking to people in that way, which is very impactful and can be very beneficial to the world, I decided to use my writing skills for that. So, the first kind of path I went on was exactly what I wanted to write about. I thought about writing um, kind of all the things I thought the church was doing wrong, um, kind of my version of Martin Luther's 95 Theses, and I wrote about two to three months with that direction. I wrote a couple chapters, and in it things started morphing. It went from that and slowly kind of progressed to something else, and I wasn't exactly sure what I was writing anymore. So that's around kind of when I started going back to school to get my history degree. So I had a little time to think about exactly where I was going to go. And it kind of dawned on me that I wanted to kind of help tackle this modern thing called progressive Christianity. Um, I will say first that calling Christianity progressive or having to add that label to it is slightly ironic to me. Um, being a historian, I've read lots of church history and I've read lots of history in general. And the church has always been progressive. That is kind of the literal thing how it started. Christ took the laws given by God, but had been kind of recast in man's image, and he reclaimed those. And it completely radicalized the Jewish culture, um, those who became followers of Christ. And then it radicalized, it radically changed the Roman Empire and changed all of Europe and has changed 
the world. Some would argue for better, some would argue for worse. That is a personal opinion for them. They can make that choice, of course. Um, anyway, so calling yourself a progressive Christian, I find very ironic. Um, but I wanted to help tackle this, and I don't think progressive Christianity is a good thing. I think it has minor good things in it. There are a couple things that the church could change in a positive way, and I think they are helping that, but as most things go, the pendulum is starting to swing drastically in the other direction, which is also not good. Um, so, <clears throat> to kind of wrap up this intro part, and then I'll start breaking up more of my book and answering any questions, if anyone ever asks one, I'm all ears. Um, but the other part of prog progressive Christianity that is interesting is that none of it is new. They think they are drastically changing the way Christianity is, and it's the first time this has ever happened. And a lot of pastors, who I won't be naming any because I don't think it matters what their names are, um, again, they're nothing new, so... Uh, I'm not going to mention them. Their teachings are what's important, not them. They think they're refocusing on sexuality and love and uh, what they call all these other different aspects. I'm blanking on some of the specific terms at the moment. Um, kind of a manifestation, that's another big one. But they think these new thoughts that they have, or they think they're new thoughts, are actually centuries and millennia old um, the first people to start having these thoughts written down back when the church was young were called Gnostics uh, that is Greek and it means knowledge and Gnostics believed that they had a secret knowledge that only the, cert or the certain individual a specific person had and they had a specific agreement between them and God and this allowed them to not follow any other part or teaching of Christ or his apostles. Sound familiar? Yes. If you know anything about the modern progressive Christianity, that's exactly what they teach. Um, it gets even more creepy of how similar the two are when you listen to the specific preachers. Um, and they will without knowing, or as far as I know, without knowing it, copy and paste what the Gnostics believed. So part of my book, which will be specifically discussed in the introduction for, of course, why the book is being written, is that comparison, comparing progressive Christians to this ancient Gnostic belief to partly show that while they think they're doing something new, creative, and beneficial, the church has already been through this. The church has already seen what the Gnostics have to say. They've already, in some areas, tried it. They've compared it to the teachings of Christ. And, as the phrase goes, they were found wanting. There is very little substance to it, to their teachings, without bringing Christianity into it. Um... It's very subjective and self-centered. Um, most of Gnostic teachings are very narcissistic. Um, you have to love yourself more than you love other people, and which is a human 
trait. We love ourselves. Narcissism runs in everyone, <clears throat> including myself. I can be very narcissistic. Ask my wife. Um, but the um, book I'm trying to write, Narrow, is takes the different teachings of progressive Christianity and compares them specifically to what Scripture says. And then also discuss why we even should listen to scripture. Um, that's a big first step. You have to understand why scripture is believable in the first place before you can even compare it to anything. Um, that's the first chapter, which I will discuss later. But yeah, it is my belief that the modern progressive Christian is nothing more than a recasting of uh, of ancient beliefs, which is also ironic because in the modern movie era we love remaking movies. So even our theology, we are remaking other people's thoughts. Um, as Solomon says, there's nothing new under the sun. So that concludes today's video. Um, if you like it, let me know, and I will continue making these. Really, whether people give me tons of positive feedback or not. Um, I hope they do. This is partly just for myself. Um, it helps me get my thoughts out and helps me kind of clarify what I'm thinking and why I'm doing things. Um, but I hope it also reaches people. As I said, this is my first one, so as time goes on, I will improve production and everything. Uh, but yeah, I hope you all have a great day and shalom.